We're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another evening of a wrestling with the future. I'm your host, Mad Dog Decipio, joined as I am each and every week by the Pitbull, Amelia Pitbull Chapman. How are you, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm feeling a little rough around the edges tonight. Uh oh. It, it could be a dangerous thing, but I'm liking it. All right. I Me am. too. I'm liking it a lot. Tonight, we are going to have an interesting show. I've got a couple of really unique characters tonight. Um, we're going to talk about the changing role of the wrestling manager uh, and, and take some prolific examples of, uh, of what managers were and what they are now. But uh, we have a couple of, of really interesting people tonight. I want to get right to it and introduce them. Um, so as always on the show, ladies first. Brendalee Maglitch is, and I hope I'm saying that right, Maglitch, right? Magditch. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Brenda works at the uh, Legends Pro Wrestling and is the owner of Brenda's Beauty and Cosmetics. Her wrestling persona is that of the mysterious Miss Mystique Martel, and uh, she's the manager of indie star Alan Decker, Mr. 8 by 10 Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. There you go. And Jesse Green, JL Green, is the owner of JL Green Associates and professional wrestling at Voltage Wrestling. He is a uh, sometimes actor in low-budget independent films. His sword-wielding persona of Captain Decapitate is one half of our special guest tonight. That said, welcome to the show, Captain and Mystique. How are you? Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, great to be here. Great to be here, I guess. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. So let's talk about uh, the changing role of the wrestling manager. I found you guys um, some time ago. I mean, you don't know it, but I troll you for a little while before I bring you onto the show. Uh, that's what I know. And Amelia knows how I work. Mm -hmm. I stalk people. I troll them. Oh, um, you're that guy. Yeah, yes, he's I that one that sneaks up behind you and throw away. <laughs> Absolutely. And what struck me immediately about Brenda is that you look like a normal person, which already tells me there's something wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> so tell me, how the hell does a, a a fairly decent, fairly average, beautiful woman like yourself? get wrapped up into the world of pro wrestling with these misfits and malcontents. Why leave the world of beauty and cosmetics? <laughs> well, I grew up watching wrestling and everything, and I've always loved it. And when I had the opportunity to do it, yeah, I took that chance because you're only, you know, you only get that chance once in a lifetime. Absolutely. And if I chose to take my do, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I grew up here in the Northeast, and we had, you know, of course, Vince McMahon Sr.'s Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Where did you grow up, and what was your first introduction to what you knew was wrestling? Well, I grew up, um, I actually was born in New Martinsville, West Virginia, but I grew up in Cameron, West Virginia. Interesting. And when I went, excuse me? I said it's interesting. Yes. Um, well, the first thing happened is um, we were at SCWA, and 
they wanted, you know, somebody to come to uh, try out for a valet. Well, I stepped my foot into that spot. And after that, it's like I got more introduced to the wrestling with, you know, the legendary pro wrestlers from off of TV. Uh, yeah. I got to be in the rings with a lot of them. And it's just something that I've always wanted to do. We're not going to get any younger. And I've always said that, you know, life is the shortest there is, but it's also the longest there is to live. Do you, you remember taking your first bump? Well, yes. <laughs> Tell me about your first bump. Everybody has a first time. Well, the first, the first time, uh, we really was in the ring with um, Marty Gennetti. Marty. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marty Tanati. <laughs> so, I feel so bad for you, Brandon. I swear to God, I do. Mm -hmm. and I was oh, like, my oh, God. Wow, okay. Marty. Oh. Yeah. Party, Marty, Marty, Marty. Please. Party, Marty, Marty. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know Marty a long time. Yes. Like, like um, 40 years worth of long. Yeah. Oh, wow. Long yeah. time. But I spent 48, almost 48 years in this business, okay? That mm -hmm. I made my bones years ago, right. long time ago. And I know Marty. He's got a reputation precedes him. <laughs> so that was your first time, and you survived yes. it? God bless Oh, yeah, you. of course. <laughs> yes. Hang I mean, in there. We're, we're going to come back to You have to hang in there. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hang, hang in there. We'll go, just I'll, go with I'll, it. I'll have Amelia go easy on you. <laughs> and Catherine decapitate. You know, every it's it's been said that everybody loves a pirate. People hate clowns, but they love pirates. Interestingly enough, more people are frightened of clowns and uh, yes. toward uh -huh. pirates than you would think of the opposite way. A pirate is kind of a scary figure, but people are petrified of clowns. I think a pirate would protect me over a pirate. A pirate. Mm -hmm. Amelia. Yes. Found myself a pirate. Yes, thank you. Decapitate. Yes, please protect me with clowns. I'm scared of clowns. Thank you. Yep. Boy, I'm glad I didn't wear that outfit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> glad you wore me. Yeah, man. You did jump through the screen if you had on a clown outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to me. It could be brutal sometimes, too. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk. How does. How does Jesse Green become Captain Decapitate? Where does that even begin? How much time do you have? I got all the time you want, brother. We got no time limit on this show. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I'll make it as short as I can. I, I've been a hey, wrestling well, fan. I love I was... a good story, Jesse. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've been a wrestling fan since I, I'm 71 years old. And. I've been a wrestling fan since I was probably eight or nine years old. I, I remember um, uh, WWF back when it was just uh, on a little. In fact, I grew up pretty poor. I'd have to walk like a half mile to my grandparents' house because we didn't have a TV. And on Saturday mornings, and I'd watch the, you know, I watch it on a little probably. Boy, looking back on it, maybe a little 15-inch, 16-inch black and white TV, you know, and that's back when they had the one one camera, and that mm -hmm. was it. Yep. What's what's funny, too, is I found out that a lot of that back in, in those days was taped at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. Yeah. And 
and I've gotten to work at the Hamburg Fieldhouse, which is kind of cool. Uh, I'm working now where I watched all those years ago with my with my grandfather. And so that's a lot of history in that building, brother. Oh man. Yeah, and it's still it still has the lights up that the McMahon's put up. And uh yeah, when you think you you walk out there and um you know all the big names that have that have walked out into that oh my god into yeah. that squared circle, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then the other cool thing I like about the Hamburg Fieldhouse is whenever um, I do a show up there when I can, I try to set my merch table up where Roddy Piper used to have Piper's Pit. Oh. <laughs> and the way, I, the way I know that's where it's at is because yeah. the, uh, the famous um, Shawn Michaels throwing, uh, what's his name, uh, through the, no, that was that was a barbershop, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, I know what I'm thinking of when uh, – when Piper hit Snooker with the coconut, the coconut, yeah, uh, yeah, and it knocked yeah. down the uh, knocked down the, the back of Piper's set, pit, yeah, knocked the mm-hmm. set down, yeah, yeah. You could see the loading dock, and they only have one loading yeah. dock. It was right, yeah, it was right behind the set, yeah, it sure was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I try to set up there just to so I know where where I'm set up at, yeah. So fast forward best I can. Oh, probably going on 20 years ago. Now, I've been a, been a Jimmy Buffett fan all my life. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Buffett tailgating is is unbelievable. I mean, if we can, we get there at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning for an 8 o'clock concert that night. That night, yeah. <laughs> and I just got tired of setting up tiki bars and all of that and decided uh, probably close to 20 years ago now that I wanted to be an authentic pirate. And when I started out the outfit, I didn't uh, I didn't want a Halloween costume. I wanted authentic, authentic looking stuff. Yeah. And I probably have five thousand dollars in the in the whole outfit. Mm-hmm. And so did the did the tailgating with him. Um, oh geez, somewhere along the line. I, I went to a Kenny Chesney concert. Kenny got me up on stage. I've been on stage now four times with uh, with Kenny. And I did a, let me think, an actress from D.C. contacted me and wanted to do a photo shoot with me. She, at the time, she was big into steampunk. Right. And so, sure. And we hit it off at the photo shoot. And, and she said, you need to be in the movies. So I said, hook me up. So she... This was probably I got it. I got at some point write down all these dates because I, I do so many podcasts. And I'm sure if you look at every one, I say no, it was six years ago. No, that was seven years ago. No, right, I think yeah. <laughs> somewhere around six years ago, she got me into a movie called uh, Mills versus Zombies, and yeah. I had a one day shoot. I was um, a pirate zombie. And I guess I did so well. They had me back for ten other days, and I played ten other zombies. And that was that was <laughs> that was a. Of course, they had to make me, you know, uh, had to make me ah, look shit, at that's funny. His face is pretty. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, that's you're gonna know it if you see it again. Fucking you know? hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so that was, man, that was something like sixty movies ago now. Oh my goodness! And, yeah, and I've I've tried to get away from the horror genre, you know, because it's um, uh, uh, 
it's a you know it's an endless you know you get into that genre and that's all mm -hmm. you do yeah. film. oh god sure and, oh, and i've tried to get a, tried to get away from that and yeah. um I've, I've got some, most of them independent movies. I, I've been extras sure. in, a, in a few Hollywood movies, but right. you know, when you're an extra, oh, you're, sure. just, mm -hmm. you're just filling a seat. Are you registered so, with AFTRA and Screen Actors Guild? Pardon? Are you registered with AFTRA and no, Screen Actors Guild? No, I'm okay. not. Uh, I'm not qualified yet. And in this area, it's probably best not to join because if you join, then you got to write and get an exception to be in an independent movie. Yeah, sure do. And there's just mm -hmm. not that much uh, SAG work around here. Not so anymore, no. I'd like I'd to be a member of SAG someday, maybe, you know, like the year before I die, just so I die and I say I was oh, a you SAG member. You, you can be around for a little while, yeah. trust me. Well, I hope so. I did. Yeah. I was just at doctors yesterday, and I got a pretty good uh, – Pretty good bill of health, I guess, for uh, seventy-one. Well, yeah, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, and we've, and Amelia and I have talked about this. I mm -hmm. believe really firmly, and and deeply, that people in wrestling become the characters that they're supposed to be, based on what's already inside them. So it doesn't surprise me that Brenda is this sorceress, yes. this mystique. And it, yeah. it surprises me not at all <laughs> that Jesse Green is Captain Decapitate, Pirate mm -hmm. at Large. Um, <laughs> I, I really believe that. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, wrestling is all about your personality turned up to 11. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you have to be that person in order to pull off what they're pulling off. Especially when the yeah. crowd gets now, going. Yes. talk about the changing roles mm -hmm. of exactly what's going on in wrestling. So we're finding now that wrestlers used to be the, 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 sh the, the showpiece, the mouthpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, they would generally make a little noise and then once their mm -hmm. guy got in the ring, or girl as the case may be, mm -hmm. They would stay off to the side. They maintain a little decorum once in a while. They throw a little cheap trick in, just to make it a little interesting. But they generally mind their own business, right? Not now. Managers now are full on, full bore. Mm -hmm. full I like bore. that they're a part of the of the act. I love that because it gets the crowd going more and it gets the crowd more yeah. interesting. Well, you know, as an example of it, Amelia, mm -hmm. and, and you know, so we love to do something that we call show and tell. Oh, absolutely. So, and I love having my, my guests here to do show and tell. Let's take a look at this. This is, uh, by the way, all photos are public domain. No copyright infringement is intended. All, photo, all photos included are given apt credit, uh, the producers. Okay. Paul Heyman. A guy who went from owner to manager to now working backstage. My personal favorite manager, the Grand Wizard. A man who I met many times and have a picture with him. Classy Freddie Blassie. Okay. I showed that photo two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Mr. Paul Ellering, former wrestler turned manager. manager. Is mm -hmm. better known as a manager than wrestler. Of course, Jimmy Mouth of the South Park. Yeah. You know, have megaphone rule travel. The incomparable, nobody ever be like him, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm -hmm. 
and talk about often imitated and never duplicated the one and only Captain Lou Albano. Again, one-time wrestler and now manager. Bobby Davis, the manager of the great Buddy Rogers. Here's a face for you only mother could love. Mr. Jim Cornette. Gotta love Jim. There's Elizabeth. Talk about female managers. Mm -hmm. One of the first. One of the very first, in fact. Slick. By the way, Slick is going to be doing a signing live on Facebook for Think Inc. Collectibles. Sherry Martell. Her best friend lives across the street, literally from me right now. Sir Oliver Humperdinck, another guy known as a wrestler that became a manager. And, of course, Mr. Paul Bear, otherwise known as Bill Moody, the late Bill Moody. So, um, and yes, we want to give credit, WWE photo credits given to Steve Taylor, indie photo credits given to Eric Rosen, and all others are in the public domain. There is number one. Let's take a look at our guest tonight. Again, show and tell. Here, Jesse Green looks more like a preacher than a pirate. <laughs> this probably in, in more subdued times, Jess. Oh, well, I was about to get killed in that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that's what I said. I said, he looks more like he's preaching. I, I, took, I took a birthday cake in the face there. What was going on in that photo? <laughs> You were covered in all kinds of muck and mire. Yeah, I took a birthday cake in the face. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I got to ask him about that. It looks like somebody waffled you with something big time. <laughs> so you got this thing about um, younger women. I don't know if it's, a, is a, it's a, uh, uh, the captain living the gimmick or is it uh, have camera will travel? Um. <laughs> Probably the captain living the gimmick. <laughs> oh, all right. There you go. Is that yeah. during our Gasparilla event that we have here in Florida? Pardon? Is that during our Gasparilla events that we have here in Florida? No, this is down in uh, Key West. Oh. I have to ask you, who is this young lady? Because you look fairly normal in this photo. Uh, that was uh, that's a, one of my best friends. Uh, we went to uh, to see a Celtic woman. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I had to kind of look normal. That was a great show, by the way. So oh, my God. Was, show. I've been a fan of them for 10, 12 years. And fantastic. Got this, um, pirate kind of pirate slash rock and roll, you know, rock and roll rebel thing going on. Um, what inspired your outfit? It actually just got put together years ago. Piece by piece. And like literally just like finding a piece here and, and yeah, there, yeah. really. And uh, one of the last things that I that I bought, well, yeah, there I, I did a did a movie with uh Jimmy. Jimmy's a very dear friend of mine. In fact, I'm in his book. Are you? Yeah, I uh, am. he's a he's a super guy. Yeah. Oh, I've no, I know Jimmy 30. Seven years now, thirty. It's the problem. Yeah, years now, it's yeah. funny. He can still turn on the old boogie woogie oh, man. man. <laughs> you got to hear the promo that he did for us. But oh, you yeah. go onto our on our uh, our our website. Man, he cut us a promo that was just classic boogie. It was just beautiful. Um, 
it's interesting when I saw that photo initially, I thought to myself that Jesse is looking an awful lot like Cheech Marin from Cheech and Chong. You oh, know? I've never heard that before. Yeah. My, my, my manager that I that I that I study is Lou Albano. Okay. I like I like I like his I like his character. Interesting. Now we get to uh, to Brendan now. Brendan, you got to tell me who this young man is with you. That is the King of Legends, the one that I manage, Mr. 8x10. Is that Alan Decker? Yes, sir, that is. That's Alan will be a guest on the show in the upcoming weeks. He'll probably be here. Um, he's going to be here sooner than he knows. I got news for you. <laughs> like, he doesn't know it. And I, I, I hope, Alan, that you're watching the show tonight because you're my guest on Thursday night, whether you know it or not. <laughs> where, where is Alan from? Um, he lives, uh, well, he's originally from Wheeling, West Virginia. And right now he lives in uh, Bridgeport, Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because there's a the guy that lives right next door to me is Alan Decker. Uh, uh, and he used to be a professional wrestler here in the Hagerstown area. Oh, that's and I, I couldn't that I couldn't crazy. see that picture very well. <laughs> that's crazy. So you got to tell me, Brenda, what's going on in this picture we're watching right now? Oh, that one there. Yes. Well. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, he was getting ready to lay the smackdown on some of their asses. It was a really, really good show that night. It was amazing. And of How course, much, I'm let me up ask there. you a question, Brenda. How much input do you have over your uh, over your guy uh, as he's working? Does Alan oh, listen to you? It's because you're in you're in a very different position. You're actually dating the person you ma you're managing. So uh, now everything you know everything's off you know off the table now. So. You're you're seeing this guy, you're dating him, then you're managing him. How yes. much like real influence do you have over him? Well, I mean, because I'm going to ask him Thursday. <laughs> a whole hell of a lot. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. Go. A whole hell of a lot. <laughs> You got a Yahoo from Amelia on that. That's one. right. He do it. He's old. <laughs> now I want to ask you about what, what are you doing? You look like you're supposed to be a manager, but you're getting involved here. That's now right. what happened that you're that you're getting involved in the match? Well, I had to come in there and put the smackdown on that one guy's ass because that's what we were doing. Um, yes, I do get in the ring as well. And I do, you know, a lot of my little things that I do as well. I've been known to smack them, <laughs> knock them down, hit them. Um, yeah, okay. a lot. Well-deserved, right? Did anybody tell you, Brenda, that a manager is supposed to be seen? Not no. Uh -uh. no, she's going to get in the, the ring. No, 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 oh, no. 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 
You're supposed to no. be quiet no. and demure no. uh-uh. outside no. the ring. No, no, no. Those days are over no, no. with. No, 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 no. We and don't do that. Look, this is no. 2022. No. This is the year of the manager. No. No, 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 no. no, no. Those are olden days. These you are got it right, olden Amelia. days. That's this right. 2022. Exactly. And the women are out to kick some asses uh-huh. as well as the men. Well, we're actually going to talk about that. Absolutely. We're actually going to talk about that. Um, oh, great picture. We're do I it love right that. After your, right you. after your slideshow is over. And here's Mr. 8x10. This yes. is Alan Decker. He will be here. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be here Thursday night. He does um, now because I think he's watching. <laughs> oh, is he, is he watching the show now? Yes, I, I'm quite sure he is. Yes. Good. All right. He better be. <laughs> you know, your girlfriend's on TV. Let me watch the show. <laughs> right. Yes, All right. That's one I, of his to do things, right? I hurry right? up and got home from work since five this morning. I've been out at work with the electric company. And I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if I'm going to make it because I still was at work about six o'clock. Now you guys call yourselves the king and queen. Yes. So what the what is that title belt that he's holding? What's that all about? That is the LPW Legends Pro Wrestling belt that he had won. Okay, and who did he have to beat to get that championship strap? Oh my goodness, he beat so many people to get that. Marty Janetti, Billy Busey. Oh, Marty again. Listen, uh, I've got a 12-year-old niece that can beat Marty. Uh, Mr. Hughes, um, we had, you know, Mr. Bobby Fulton. I mean, many Bobby of them. Fulton? Yeah. Bobby Good Fulton Bobby. is 75 years old. <laughs> Curtis Hughes um, has to be 70. I suppose I can say Why that. Why are you beating up on old men? What the hell is going on with you, woman? Well... I, uh, you know, um, if they're, let's just put it to you this way. If they get in the ring, they're going to, they uh, in that yeah. ring, exactly. then, I mean, it is what it is. Exactly. Well, apparently. Literally. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> exactly. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So let's go back to the ladies and talk about this. In fact, I'm going to start with, with the cat. I'm going to start with cat and the cat. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. And then if you ladies want to chime in, I'm, I'm sure you will anyway, because I know Amelia. <laughs> exactly, because um, you interrupt a lot. Well, that's why you're here. So, Kath, <laughs> let me ask you a question. You and I, as guys, have seen an increasingly visible uh, presence of female managers in the last couple of years. Why do you think all of a sudden the women seem to be ruling the managerial roost? I think it should have been that way all along. You know, why should we have all the fun? Because we get things done, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) And I agree. I just think it's a shame that up at the upper level, you know, WWE, uh, AEW has some, but, you know, WWE is just pretty much, other than uh, Paul Heyman, there's nobody that's really a a manager at that level, you know? And I I think it's a shame. I think think managers are, are... a part of the wrestling business, you know. Yeah. 
it's interesting. Managers were considered at one time. First of all, let's talk about where managers came from. They were, at one point, managers were legitimate. That, you know, a manager actually managed and handled the wrestler that he came out with. Perfect example of that is Nature Boy Buddy Rogers and Bobby Davis. Um, oh, here he is. Alan Decker is in the chat room. Um, and so, you know, that was the thing back in the day. Wild Red Berry was the actual manager of the Australian Kangaroos. All of a sudden, then, around the early to mid 60s, we saw managers as characters, as part of. Um, I hate this term, but part of the show. Um, perfect example. Perfect example. Captain Lou Albano and Tony Altamore. They were called Wild Civilians. But then when he wasn't wrestling, Captain Lou Albano was handling the Samoans, or he was handling the Valiant Brothers, or he was handling any number of people. Including at one point superstar Billy Grant, uh, the illustrious Grand Wizard of Wrestling came up and took over. Funny thing about this, Captain, is that um, is that I don't see any sign of it slowing down. Say you what to this? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I said uh, I don't see any sign of the women slowing down as managers. What do you no, say to no, that? no, no. You know, and they can. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that you know, I when I watch when I watch like WWE or AEW, I enjoy the women's matches a whole lot more than the men's matches. And you know, and, and the women as managers, I mean, they just bring something that that we can't. You know. Yeah. Interesting. So, Brenda, yes. you've been in this now for a little bit. Now, how long have you been? I'm, I'm assuming probably seven to ten years, somewhere around there. No, actually, I've been in it going on six years. Six years. Yes. I was close. I said seven to ten. You're good enough. <laughs> well, okay, so how do you feel... Your role as a manager is changing, given what you're seeing around you now. You heard what well, you have to say about it. So what do you what do you think to that now? I just think with the role of a manager, I mean, you can get, there's all kinds of wrestling ladies, um, you know, but... Being a manager to me is a big part of, you know, managing a person that is this big wrestler and everything. Yeah. Because you can have a wrestling lady all you want to, but you need a manager there to also take over some yes. parts of a show to help the guys or whoever you're going to be a manager with. To me, I think that's the biggest part that I did. I love being a valet. Yeah. But well, I, let me ask you a question, and then you brought up a really good point just now. A really good point. How did the role of valet differ to you? 
from the role of manager. What's the difference in your opinion? Well, I think just being a valet at the given time to me was almost like candy on the arm. Um, you know, because you, you've got all these clothes and all this fascinating things, you know. But when being a valet to me is like there really wasn't that much to do with it, and I would I always want to get involved. Yeah, I want to you know raise myself up higher because women can. Oh, absolutely. Women yeah. can do whatever they want to. Absolutely. And if Mr. you want to go up higher. Then you're going yeah. to go up higher. Mr. 8x10 just said, and I put it up on the screen there for a moment. Uh, he says the right manager can make all the difference in the world in getting his or her wrestler over. If yes. you even look at the years going by up to now, take, for example, what AEW has done with uh, placing Vicky Guerrero, and that's a whole other story. Placing Vicky Guerrero with someone that she's uh, um, that she's got that particular wrestler over. Now, first of all, and I agree with him. Vicky could get over a loaf of bread over, okay, just by opening her mouth and saying, "Excuse me," right? Okay. Yeah. So, but she's been doing this a long time. Plus, don't forget, she was married to Eddie for all those years. So, and I'm sure she had some influence over him. Oh, absolutely. Alan also says women managers help get the men fans in the seat. And that's interesting. That's the first time I've ever heard a worker say that. That the female managers can get men in the building. I didn't think there was a problem getting men in the building. I always thought there was a problem getting women in the building. So, Amelia, yes, you're you're of the female persuasion. So, tell me, what do you think about all this? Well, I mean, I I mean, I remember growing up, and my mom uh, used to say, "Oh, look at you! I used to do my hair like Miss Elizabeth, the pretty makeup and things like that." Because I thought, right. well, the manager, she used to book his flight to make sure that they got there on time, make sure her dresses got there, make sure his costumes got there, and make sure they had a car, and make sure she was the manager. She did mm -hmm. that part. She never really got involved. She was just yeah. there. But then, as uh, like. Uh, you know, you were saying, you know, of course, nowadays the manager gets involved and she makes sure that everything's still done, but she makes sure that the wrestler makes sure gets his high point in the match and make sure he gets his highlight, make sure the fans get involved. And then if something's going wrong, they sure, you know, make sure, okay, you do this, you do this, and this yeah. time for the match and make sure that the fans get going, get them riled up. And, yeah. and of course, the guys are going to get in the seats, like you said, and the girls are going to go in there and say, oh, I wonder what she's going to do next this mm -hmm. time. Yes. I would go there just to yes. see Miss Elizabeth later on after they got divorced. And uh, when she saw, when we saw that she was going to get involved in the ring, I was like, oh my God, she got involved. And what she's going to do this week, yeah. with, especially with Miss Sherry Martell, which I know is your, uh, the one that you uh, are following after. Yeah. And, and I thought, oh my God, what are they going to do now? And people would get in the seats just to see them to fight. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a really unique take on it. I have a question for uh, the captain. And it's a fairly straightforward question, Captain. Are managers even necessary now? I think it depends on the it depends on the wrestlers. What I find the people that pair me up with are the the guys that might have the in ring ability, 
but can't cut promos or coffins. And I'm able to I'm able to go in and do that and add a level of um, uh, a level of nastiness to it, you know. And and by me by me cheating and getting the crowd riled up, mm-hmm. that that goes over to the the wrestler gets him more. I've been waiting for somebody to say this. Mm-hmm. The captain said it. Why, why the fuck are we so afraid to get heat anymore? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't anybody get heat anymore? Oh, I try to. I try to think of the. I've thrown hot sauces. I have my own brand of hot sauces. I've thrown hot sauces in the opponent's eyes. <laughs> um, I wear this. I wear this pump shell, and I'm clocking a couple people with the the. Uh, the, the uh, Punk shell. Uh, yeah, I, I, funny, funny story about heat. I was, uh, I was a prior character called Captain Mango for a lot of years, and I did a movie called Wrestle Massacre and got to work with uh, uh, Jimmy Valiant and uh, boy, watch, I'm not going to be able to think of all the all the names now. Yeah, I know, I know the movie. Tony Atlas, um, uh, Renee Dupree, and. Um, that's how I. That's how I got into this. Well, yeah. I have a house in Daytona Beach, and Jimmy Hart had a. He used to have a bar destroyed by a hurricane a couple years ago. I used to go and watch Raw and SmackDown whenever I was down there. Nothing like watching Raw and SmackDown on a bar stool next to Jimmy Hart. You know. Yeah. And so when I found out I was going to be a manager, I asked Jimmy. I said, "So how do you handle being booed?" Because I was. Captain Mango is a nice guy. You know, everybody loves Captain Mango. And he said, baby, let me tell you, every boo you hear is a cheer. He said, the worst thing is you walk out there and you don't hear anything. He said, managers managers want to hear boos if you're a heel. They want to hear cheers if you're a good guy. He said, get it any way you can. And that is what's wrong with today's wrestling product. People are afraid to get heat. They're afraid to be controversial. They're afraid. They're afraid to do their job. That's the problem. They're afraid to do their job. Your job is to get heat. Your job is to have people hate you if you're the heel. Uh-huh. Yeah. People love you if you're the face. And and you know and the, and the, and the, and the and thing is, I did think it better. Nobody did it better than Bruno San Martino on the baby face side, and nobody did it better than Superstar Billy Graham on the heel side. Because yeah. Superstar could get heat just by looking at you. He didn't have to open his mouth. All he has to do is look at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I tell, I tell people that if you're a heel manager, and you don't get the mic in your hand, you can only get some people off one on one. If you get that mic in your hand, then you can, you can, uh, you know, you can piss the whole crowd off in a matter of seconds. I don't, I don't go for the. Uh, my style of getting heat isn't to. Uh, I know there's some managers out there that that uh, make 
fun of people and, you know, tell them that they stink and, you know, people from West Virginia have no teeth and, you know, things like that. That's that's not that's not my style. I, I'd rather just I'd rather to hate me for me. Uh-huh. You know, for what I do and not not that yeah. I'm making fun of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's ahead, the, you know, yeah. Texas. Uh, that's, that's what I used to hear all the time. You people West Texas don't have no teeth. That's how they used to tell us. Like that's how they used to talk. You people don't have no teeth. And I see this right here. I could have your wife in a minute. See, like that, she would love me more. Than, I was like, oh my god, really? Is that your first one? I bet the men would go crazy because they were oil field men. And oh, you're not gonna touch my wife, and they're take off their cap. I mean, that's how they would talk. You're not gonna touch my wife. Oh yeah, you're gonna come back. But that's their accent. Cause back Texas <laughs> country stuff. And would get going, and of course, it, it, they would just say, "Come on, come on, you wanna fight me? Come on, man!" And you could see their tobacco coming out of their mouth. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Cause I, I haven't just, seen her just talking to them in a long time. So, <laughs> you guys brought something out of her. I'm as a manager, either one, like if somebody to get the crowd going. My best comeback line. Like if I was to tell you, oh yeah, you're not good as a manager. Come on, get out of the ring or something like that. If somebody says, hey, well, I have had that done more than once, and I've been told literally, you're a bitch. You need to get out of the ring. And never I would have said, and you I turn- back home and make some cookies for me. I said, right look at him. I want to die. He's with you. I'm here some today, cooking. and there's nothing you can do about it. Go uh, find out the next me. day. And they really don't like that too well. You know, you get some that are, um, some are nice and some are not so nice. And like I told him, I said, listen, I'm here to stay. Uh huh. You can't stop me. Alan Decker watch relating the story. You're, or not watch me. Your guy, Mr. 8x10, is uh, relating a story about me. He says, I draped the real American flag over top of the body of a wrestler named American Eagle, and literally 100 to 150 people there witnessed that one guy, a military veteran, wanted to actually shoot me. Oh. That, my friend, is called he. That's oh, real heat. Oh, yeah, especially in Texas, that would have been... And I will vouch for a story like that. I saw this happen here in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And in fact, the guy got banned for a year for doing it. Uh-huh. He was uh, legitimately uh, a, um, an Arab, a legitimate Arab from um, the Sinai Peninsula. Okay, but he was living here in the the state. He had, he came out with a turban, with his garb, wearing a U.S. Air Force jacket. And proceeded to tell everyone how he took this jacket off the dead body of an airman. Uh, That went over like a fucking lead balloon. Let me tell you something. That place wanted to kill that sucker. Uh-huh. I mean, literally wanted to kill him. They had to have him escorted out of the building by the Atlantic City Police Department. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm serious. 
the police had to come to the show and get him out of the building. They wanted to kill him. When you storm the dressing room of the show and you ain't letting up and there's more of them than there is of you, you better get the hell out of that building. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> they got that stuff just up there fast. I yeah. really did. Especially if you did an American Legion hall, that would have really not been over very well. Oh, I'm telling you what, man. Listen, luckily this was not an American Legion hall. Thankful. <laughs> grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, so, Captain, where did the name Captain Decapitate come from? I tell you, before I before I answer this, there's some feedback coming from. It sounds like from your end when you oh. talk. Well, no, actually, it's there where I talk to you. Can anybody else hear? Yes, there's a lot of feedback on it. Yeah, it's like a buzzing sound. Yes. I can't hear you now. Can't hear you. No, I can't hear him at all now. But the buzzing noise. I got you. I got it. I got it. Can you hear me, Billy? Uh, Now it's perfect now. Okay. Well. The buzzing sounds coming from Amelia's end. I'll tell you that. It sure is. Um, other than that, let me see. We should be okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about this for a second. Before I go there, um, where did the where did Captain Decapitate come from? Well, that's a funny story too. I, when I did Wrestle Massacre, I worked, uh, I met a guy named Brian Fox from uh, Outbreak Wrestling up in Hamburg and talked to him and told him, you know, that I, I, how much of a fan I was of professional wrestling and I, you know, I'd love to be involved. But, you know, I'm too old and never been athletic enough to think about being a professional wrestler. I said, I'd love to be a So I showed him my pirate persona, which was Captain Mango. And he said, well, that, you know, we'll give you a shot. He said, well, we need a deal. And I said, well, I can't yeah. make that deal to because he's already an established character, you know? So the actual name I wanted to come up with, I belong to a pirate crew down in Florida called the Leviathan. And the captain of the Leviathan, his pirate nickname is Craven Wolf and so what I wanted was make, I wanted to make my name Craven more blood. But I thought eh, maybe it'd be best to run it by him, you know. And he was like, I'd like to be the only Craven. He goes, let's brainstorm here. So we brainstormed for about two minutes and came up with uh, Captain Decapitate. Um, I, I, I tell him every time we're together, I still, I still would have liked Craven more blood. But I'll tell you what, um, and how about you, Brenda? Where did the Miss Mystique Martel come from? Well, I've always liked her as an idol, and um, I ended up uh, getting to know her real son, uh, Derek Gonzalez, and we become pretty good friends. And right. now um, I literally uh, got to, uh, I asked him first because, you know, as I'm not in a relation to them. Right. And I was telling him about my character name. And you know what? He gave me his blessings. 
um, that I was able to go ahead and get it. And once I did, I own it. I have full rights over every bit of it. It's copyrighted. And Beautiful. I absolutely do you, adored her. Do you know Kathy Fitzpatrick? I do not know who that is, no. That was Sherry's best friend in the whole world. Oh, wow. And she lives across the street right now. Um, so you actually copyrighted that. That's interesting. I didn't think you could copyright somebody else's name. Yeah, I copyrighted the uh, Martell. Yes. Mm -hmm. You did? And and yes. how did how'd you do that? Just well, I had to go through. I also had to go through her son, which I also own her um, her memorial page as well. So I also okay. run that too. And uh, I, I was able to go through to him that. for the copywriting of his mom's. Um, yeah. Yes, the Martell. Okay, that's interesting. I want to do some research on that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Can you guys come back Thursday night with me? Can we do a part two? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. That, finally, that noise went away. It was my headsets. Yeah, it was the yeah. music. Whatever, whatever, she, uh, whatever she did. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw it when your hand was up there, then it went yeah. away right then. Yeah. yeah. And so I knew it was, I knew exactly where it was coming from. And so I couldn't fix it here. It had to be Amelia. <laughs> yeah. um, can we do this again Thursday? We're good. That would be yeah. so awesome. I would love I'll to tell you what, I'd like to do this again. part two on Thursday because, and I want Brenda, I want you to bring Alan with you Thursday because mm -hmm. we're going to bring him here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and Captain, you can bring one of your uh your Hollywood honeys with you if you like to. Well, I'll see what I can do. Not a lot of them live real close to him, but I might be able to bring one. All right, beautiful. So I'll tell you what, Amelia, we're going yes. to um we're going to this man, that was a fast hour. Holy shit. I know, right? Oh man, an hour was already? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, no shit. I know because it's like hour, we were man. just talking about a lot of different things, and I know there's yeah. more that we want to talk about. Well, what I want you guys to do before we head out is give your social, your emails, uh, where people can reach you and how they can see you wrestle. Mm -hmm. So, Brenda, you go first. Ladies, always first. April 23rd at um, WVW and LPW. That is our comeback show with Bill Alfonso at the Deal Center in Parkersburg, West Virginia at 7 o'clock. That's okay. our very and, first show with Bill Alfonso. And where can people reach you? Oh, Bill's a great guy, too. Yes. Uh, and, and where can people reach you on social media? And how can they contact you? They can contact me through my Facebook, uh, through my messenger. My number is on my uh, messenger thing as well. I've already got my phone number in there. Feel free to give me a call. They Terrific. have any messages. Yeah. Beautiful. And Captain Decapitate, my okay, friend, on, Pirate, on where so can people reach you and how can they uh, contact you? Okay, on social media, I had a page for Captain Decapitate, Captain Mango, Jesse L. Green. I got locked out of all of them. I haven't <laughs> figured out how to get in. I didn't get hacked. I just can't figure out how to get back in. So I had to set up a page just called Jesse Green right now. Okay. And that's on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram as Captain Decapitate. 
Uh, those are the best ways. Same way, my phone number is is on my Facebook. Uh, you know, I have nothing nothing to hide. If I don't want to talk to you, I won't answer the phone. You know, there you go. That. <laughs> there you go. That's a man after my own heart. Amelia, how can people reach you? Amelia Pitbull Chapman. <laughs> Amelia Valerio Chapman on Facebook, or of course, emails aachap70 at gmail. Uh, we also have an Instagram. It's WWTF, and of course, it's under Talk is Cheap as well. Of course, here with you on Tuesdays and Thursday night. And if you want one of those fabulous Wrestling with the Future t shirts mm-hmm. that Amelia is sporting right now, mm-hmm. you can contact me yes. at Wrestling with the Future. <laughs> yes, at, there. there you go. Here's a shirt. Very, very nice. Incredible really shirt. Nice. We like love it. it. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at this. I got my own slam buddy. Well, we're going to have to put a link up for that. That's and I'd like to talk right. more makeup, please. Yeah. You can reach uh, you can reach me at wrestlingwiththefuture at gmail.com for one of those great shirts. State your size. Uh, don't send any money because I don't need your money. We're just going to send you a shirt. Okay. Um. So, and where can they get one of those? Those those play buddies there, bud. Uh, again through Facebook. I my my social media. I I don't know what happened. I I changed okay. uh, phone companies, and it all went to hell when that happened. If you and want still- the miniature captain, hit up the captain. If you can't reach the captain, hit me up at the show, and I will reach out to the captain. And we'll get you one of those. We'll we'll make it happen for you. Slam buddies. Then- they're 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 numbered. For one of 100, that's so people can buy this one. And then when they're sold out, I'll come up with a second edition. And anybody that's there got this one is going to want the second edition. Absolutely. And then the third a collectible edition. series. Absolutely. That's right. The whole series. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do on the next thing, because I've got this uh, horseshoe nose ring. Yeah. I'm going to get a mini one and actually put a nose ring in each one. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you can reach me at Mad Dog Decipio on Twitter, on Facebook, at Mad Dog Decipio, at Talk is Cheap, at Wrestling with the Future. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Vimeo, um, YouTube, NewTube. We're TikTok. on uh, TikTok, yes, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, and wherever the hell Amelia has. <laughs> <laughs> wherever else we have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But for Brenda, for Captain Capitate, for Amelia, I'm Mad Dog DeCipio. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time Thursday night. With be Mr. here Thursday Spike night. Be here Thursday, Thursday night. night. <laughs> Thursday, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday okay. night. Yeah. I'll be here. So will you guys. <laughs> Along with Mr. 8x10. Whatever I said. I'm there you go. Oh, bye, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>